Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight, and it is Wednesday. I just checked my calendar to be sure, because sometimes I get confused on these That's things. absolutely the truth, and I do too on occasion, so I understand exactly where you're coming from. Um, lots of things to talk about today. Uh, we can Too talk- many things. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I have some audio from President Trump and his attorney, and um, it was it was a, an interesting day. I'd say good in some ways, but bad in a, in another way. And uh, I'm a little skeptical about where this immunity case uh, that President Trump is actually sitting in on. I'm a little skeptical as to where it's going, and I'll tell you why. It's because two of the three judges are Biden appointees, you know, and the other one is a George Bush appointee, and. You know, based upon history, uh, who appoints you does make a difference, you know? Yeah, but, you know, Bush, <laughs> you know, he would have appointed a rhino type well, he, judge. Yeah, and and so. he was he was no friend to Trump, too, so. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that, that judge. But see, he, he, here's the thing, Bill. Don't these, I'm not a, a lawyer, but don't these judges realize the importance of this case? I mean, this is not just about Donald Trump at all. This is no, about the about, presidency. Well, it's about the presidency. It's about anybody that's ever held the office, any decision they've ever made, because now they can be held accountable. It can be, it's about everybody. Yeah, and yeah. anything that anybody anywhere has ever done is now up for accountability. And you might be sitting and go, well, yeah, it's about damn time. Think about it before you sit there and go, yeah, it's about damn time, because you know what? Your ass might be on the line next, and I'm going to sit there on the sideline and laugh at you. Okay, so let me you ask know, you a question. A you are elected to the presidency. You're sitting in the Oval Office, and uh, your Joint Chiefs comes in and says, Mr. President, uh, we have an issue in the Middle East. Uh, our, our intel is telling us that we have an opportunity right now to take out the head of some major terrorist group with a drone strike. Uh, the only place that we can do it is in this village. We think we can pinpoint it, and we think we're like 80%, 85% sure that this is the guy we have to take out. And you say, well, wait a second, what about the other 15%? Well, Mr. President, I, I would venture to say that it's more like 90%, but we're erring on the side of caution. Uh, we would suggest and highly recommend that you seize this opportunity and you take out this car with our drone strike. We have uh, assets in the area that can do this quite quickly. What do you think? Well, you're president of the United States, and this is sitting on your desk, right? It's sitting on your desk, and you have to make the decision. Now, if they judge this uh, in this case against President Trump that uh, he doesn't have immunity as president, this means that if he fires this weapon and he takes out an innocent... Uh, One life, yeah. he's, he's held even, accountable. Even right? if the bad guy's in the car, if you take out, let's say, a child who's sitting next to him in the car, uh, is that a wrong thing to do? You've killed an innocent, okay? Is he liable? You yeah, know, and, you, you and, killed and, a human shield, but that was the only way, and you didn't know that they were there, but that right. was the only way. From that day forward, everybody's held accountable. Now, generally speaking, things are retroactive, which means that you go back because they do that all the time. So does that mean? Oh, that, I mean, uh, you can go. You can go back and say, 
Abraham Lincoln was wo- was wrong to uh, order uh, you know the the troops at Gettysburg to uh, to engage with well the- that's a good thing because then we can take down the Lincoln Monument. Yeah, you know, that's I mean, true. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is this is crazy land, and if they find in favor against President Trump, if they find against President Trump, then they've got to go, for example, against President Obama because he ordered more drone strikes than any president in our history. Many of them were proven to be mistakes. You know, I, I've got to, you know, I mean, you could you could argue my argument here on a lot of things, you know, missiles and everything, because I, I'm i a believer that, you know, we send over a drone, and the drone is not that ex- inexpensive of an item, and it goes mm-hmm. and blows up, it does its job. It's almost to me like a coward's way to fight. If you're going to fight, you got to have some meat on that bone. Yeah, so that but you, you know, Bill, and, seriously, what the drone has done is it, it's given... It's given you a faster response, okay? It's given you a much faster response. Let's say, for example, that car is driving along and it's uh, 150 miles away. Your nearest troops are 200 miles away, and that guy yeah, is it's there. It's given you an option, but, you know, like when we do mass drone attacks, even like when Russia does it. Now, I'm not, you know, vying for the Ukraine. They, they've done crazy stuff, too, but I'm just saying— with that drone thing, I think it's a coward man's fight. And I would, if you, if you did that to me, I would sit there and say, "Well, Bill, then if that's the let's, case, let's then give him, I'd say I, I I would turn around to that person and say, you want to fight? Let's do a real fight.' But yeah, Bill, and, you know, if that's the way it is, then every every uh, major military advancement would be considered a coward's way to fight. For example, uh, cru- mm-hmm. a cruise missile, right? Coward's way to fight. You're, you're firing at somebody from 200 miles away in a ship. You don't even see them. You literally just uh, get the coordinates, yeah, enter them true. in, and fire them in. Uh, oh, oh, let's go back to World War II. Uh, you're on a battleship. You're 25 miles off the coast, and you have the biggest guns on the planet, and you just nail them from 20, 25 miles away, and you can't see them. You know, so is no, that you can't? And but you know what? Then again, too, if if I'm the guy that uh, is getting retaliated or getting hammered. I'm going to hit hit you with the equal or well, see. They don't always have the drones. They yeah. don't always yeah. have an equal response, you know? Or a better response. Yeah, yeah. see that's that's the whole thing. But here's, I mean, here's the thing with, with with you know, I think drones they all you have to consider the number of human assets we're saving with a drone. I mean, this guy that you're taking out with a drone may be getting ready to launch an attack on a Syrian military base with a lot of our troops. But a lot of our drone hits, though, are taking out innocent people, and there's not enough intel there, and I'm just sitting there going, now, granted, you know, when you're sitting there going after a terrorist group, you've got to do whatever you can, but, you know, the the drone thing, well, we've you know, gone after certain things. You're, here's the thing, Bill. Here's the thing. You have to have that kind of an option in this world we're living in. For example... Terrorists don't think about the reverse of that argument. They don't care who they kill in a in a Times Square with a dirty bomb, for example. They don't care about uh, setting off a bomb on a bus and killing a, a ton of innocent people. Okay, these well, are the that's people. That's a coward's fight too, and I think they ought to be met with full force military. But yeah, you, uh, you just action. can't send in troops on a bus. Usually, you're not usually in a situation. Many times. 
the only option you have nowadays to get them quickly to seize the opportunity is to do it with uh, some kind of a drone strike or something like that. I know what you're saying, but you have to understand. No, I'm just saying, yeah, but, I'm just but, saying but, the but, unannounced but, attacks is. But, Bill, you know, war, war is war by itself, by the nature of war. war. Yeah, war, war is war, but no, no. The, we're, if you're not in a declared war. Yeah, Bill. You know. But the thing is, it, it, we are in a war. It's not declared, but we're in a war against terror. We have been since at least 2001. Uh, and there are a lot of bad guys who want us dead. They will never declare war against us. You'll never see us going to Congress and asking for a declaration of war against ISIS. It's just, I mean, it's not going to happen because they're like squeezing jello. It's not like you're going against a country. You're going against this massive terrorist organization that it's it, it seeped into a, a, a segment of the world's society in, in, the, in the Middle East. It is, it, you, can, you can be walking down the street next to an ISIS member. You wouldn't know. They're not dressed in a uniform like World War II. I mean, at least in World War II, when you saw a German soldier or a Japanese soldier, you knew it. They were dressed as what they were, you know. But if you yeah, see I, these, these terrorists today, it's hard to tell. It, it is hard to tell. That's where the term uh, I, collateral damage comes from, you know, from the, from the, from the uh, intelligence. Uh, uh, well, I get where you're sector. coming from. I'm just saying that, you know, if they're at war with us and they won't declare it, we should go ahead and do it because that takes, you know, that, that takes the cloak of uh, everything off. In other words, to where I'm okay with it. When you're sitting there just doing things willy-nilly, you know, call it what it is. Well, if, I think I think we're under attack. That's what you got to do. Is it a secret they were at war against ISIS? No, it's not a secret. I mean, we haven't we haven't declared it because they're not no, a country. But then again, this ruling can sit there, and because we haven't declared it, you're accountable. But they're not a country. How do you how do you declare war against? Uh, uh, Palestine's not a Hamas is not a country. Either. You know, Palestine Hamas is, Hamas leads. Uh, Hamas is the the leadership of Gaza. They run the country of Gaza. That's at least that that they are absolutely a, a country, you know. And by the way, we're not at war with Hamas. Uh, Israel is. So, um, I mean, we could go on and on. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It it, yeah. it doesn't seem like an honest, uh, legitimate way to wage a war because there's no. And that's all I'm saying. There's no. Yeah. Uh, di- what do you call it? Uh, dignity or there's no. Uh, honesty to it. no, but this is the world we live war, in today. War, war is the last alternative. Well, let me to add, where, you know, let me ask you, you a question. You go and you break things and blow things up yeah. until one side or the other goes, Uncle. Wait a second. But, you know, Osama bin Laden was in Pakistan with his family in a in a compound. People can say, "Hey, he was minding his own business." There was really no due process with o- Osama bin Laden. I mean, we didn't have a court get together and tr- find him guilty. We just literally uh, got our SEAL teams together, sent him in on three stealth helicopters. One, by the way, crashed in the compound. We then had them go in and shoot everybody. They shot teenagers. They shot women. They shot Osama. So was that justified? Yeah, because he did the he did the outward. I'm just saying, when you sit there and do an attack like that, expect now and that that attack wasn't covert. I mean, yeah, they did 
kidnapped the planes. But a lot of people, a lot of people are having second thoughts about whether he really did. I'm just saying, there was no there was no case presented against True. Osama. True. We just decided that's him. We're going to go get him wherever he is. And and years later, well, that was the media that told us this is the guy. So I guess what I'm saying is that a president, I believe, has to make these terrible decisions based upon the evidence he has at the time of the decision. And many times, I don't blame the president. I blame our intelligence community for putting him in that situation. I mean, the president sitting in his Oval Office, he's not searching for terrorists. It's the intel guys over at the CIA. They're the people who are in the Defense Intelligence Agency. They're the people who are— Well, now that does get down to a question, though. And and Democrats will sit there and go, oh, yeah, that's a good question about Trump. But I'm looking at a picture right now of Joe Biden. Do you trust him to be able to read intel and make the right decision? Oh, heck no. Oh, heck no. No, no, no. All right. He doesn't Would know. you trust Trump? Because Trump never got us into an altercation. 100%. Uh, I, I 100% trust, trust would him. Would you trust Obama? No. He, and he did, a, he did a, I'll tell you why. Would you trust Bush? He, I'll, I'll tell you why. Obama has a history of mistakes. Yes, mm-hmm. he, got, he got Osama bin Laden. But he, you don't hear about the other people, the innocents that he took out with drones, Numerous uh, drone attacks. I think they said he is the president with the most drone attacks in the history yeah. of drones. I mean, think about that. He was he was using them like darts. You know, uh, would I trust Bush? Looking back in hindsight, I shouldn't have. I did at the time. I was one of these people who thought he was a uh, a knowledgeable, good guy, and I don't. Th- Looking back and with what I know now, I don't think he was. This is the thing, folks. We're taught to be on one side or the other. You're either Republican or you're Democrat. You know, hey, I'm a Democrat. I'm a liberal. I'm a, I'm a conservative. They want the United States uh, citizenry to be divided and at odds with each other. Right well, Joe now. is doing a, doing a good job of that right now. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and the media is doing a good job attacking well, Trump and separating his group from. Well, I mean, you know, we pointed out yesterday that, that Biden has meetings where they sit there and they coach. They don't, they don't say, here's our press release, yeah. here's a copy of it. They give them coaching points and they sit there and tell them, Here's what you're going to say. This is what we want you to do. Biden here just, you know, what was it? He's uh, calling now on the media for more scrutiny on Trump. Well, that's the media's choice, whether they want to scrutinize Trump or they want to scrutinize Biden. But that tells you that the media is in his pocket. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, know, this, um, this case that we're talking about, the immunity case in New York, uh, the, you know, there. You'll. I got a couple, actually, three cuts from uh, audio from that case. Uh, the first one we're going to hear uh, the judge, one of the Biden judges, asking if the president can use SEAL Team Six members to kill a political opponent. Listen. President orders SEAL Team Six to assassinate a political rival. That's an official act in order to SEAL Team Six. He, he would have to be, and would speedily be. You know. Uh, uh, 
impeached and convicted before the criminal prosecution. But if you weren't, there would be no criminal prosecution, no criminal liability for that? Chief Justice's opinion in Marbury against Madison and uh, uh, and our constitutional tradition and the plain language of the impeachment judgment clause all clearly presuppose that what the founders were concerned about was not. I asked you a yes or yes or no question. Could a president who ordered SEAL Team Six to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first, and so, so your answer is. Is, no. is, my answer is qualified. Yes, there is a political process that would have to occur under our, the structure of our Constitution, which would require impeachment and conviction by the Senate. In these exceptional cases, as the OLC memo itself points out from the Department of Justice, you'd expect a speedy impeachment and conviction. But what the found- That's John Sawyer. He's the president's attorney. Yeah. And I got to tell you, the guy sounds like he's got uh, an upper respiratory problem, you know? Does like it cancer or something. Does it, does, it, he, does it make a—I I was going to ask you this question— be, um, doesn't the lawyer's presence and demeanor in the courtroom carry a ton of weight in your opinion? For example, if this guy talks like this in the courtroom, um, don't you think that's kind of a, a distraction from the case? I think, I mean, I was thinking, my God, if this, if he's sick, they should have gotten the postponement, you know, because he doesn't sound, um, he doesn't sound well, you know? Okay, let me ask you a question. The, this hearing, is it before an audience or is it just him and two other judges? Uh, it, I don't. I, I think there's a there is a uh, an audience because Trump is there as an observer, and there's no cameras, but there's audio. That's how we get. That's how we got that. Yeah, but you know what? This is there's three judges, right? Right. So that's, you know, that's almost like a tribunal, but uh, okay. That's like an arbitration, you know, where the majority wins on stuff like that. I've done things in arbitration before. Basically, it is, some, Basically, yeah. it is, yeah. It's, it's a tribunal. But he said, he said something very interesting. He said it was yes. It's qualified. A qualified. A qualified yes. And he's dancing on that, and the reason for that is is because it's very likely they could take out a hit, order SEAL Team 6 to go and take Trump out at a rally, and it's a justified kill uh, only because they'll say he's an insurrectionist. He hasn't been convicted by court, but he's been convicted by, you know, news and speculation and hearsay. So in the public's view and I, according to the news and the story they tell you, He's a convict. And I say that because I've talked to a few Democrat friends that they think that I'm kind of neutral and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they don't listen to the show. And, I, you know, my, my thing is, well, you know, this Trump situation, I mean, how far do you go with denying Trump? I mean, do you, do you sit there and if he's found innocent in this? Well, he's not innocent. I'm sitting there, well, do you have proof? It doesn't matter. So would you go to any means possible? We will do whatever we have to do to keep Trump from getting into office. Well, what if he wins the election? He won't. We can't let him win. We'll do what we got to do to keep him from winning. And that is the mindset of a Democrat. And they think that anybody that votes for Trump is is a person that needs to be... Along those lines, along those lines, right? 
Mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yes. Liberal. Listen to what she said yesterday. Listen. Interesting oh, for, I'm sorry. What's interesting for me is that people's faith in the country is waning. Yes. That's, the, yes. that's the thing that's yes. pissing me off. Because, in fact... There's a reason Joe Biden ran the way he did. There's a reason he's running for democracy now, because that's really what's at stake. You worried that you can't pay your bill? Wait till he, the other guy becomes president, and you won't have to worry about it because you'll be in some camp somewhere, because that's his promise. His promise to us is he's going to force people to do his bidding. That's what he said. I'm with this. I'm going to be good on day one, and I'm going to turn into this other person. So here's the deal. This is all up to you. This is all up to you. We can sit up here till we're green in the face. But this really comes down to the people. What is the country you want? Do you want the country that you kind of thought you had, where we all get to say what we think, and we don't have to be afraid of being American? And believing that, yeah, there will be people who come in and some will get in quick and some will take a different route. But they're coming here for a reason because they're living in a place that's not good for their families. If you're okay with that, you understand that, then fight for us to find a better way to make immigration work. Fight for that. Don't fight for keeping everybody out because then we all have to leave. That's uh, Whoopi Goldberg, otherwise known as Karen Johnson. That's who. She, that's well, her. That's her real name, Karen. That's her real yeah, name. She, Karen. She's Johnson. a real Karen too. And you know what? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Trump didn't say what she said, I can tell you that right now. And uh, you know, right. Hannity asked him. You know, he kiddingly said, "Yeah, you know, I'm going to open the borders by signature." And uh, what else was it? He was going to. He said uh, uh, he's going to uh, open the borders, and he's going to dig, drill, drill, drill. He's going to drill, he, drill, yeah. drill, and that's it. Yeah. And, and but it was a joke. And it was a, but no, well, he's not joking about opening the No, uh, but I mean, he was said with a smile. Drill, drill. Yeah, and he goes, and that's going to be as far as I go with uh, the you dictatorship know, the, type thing. Yeah. The, the dictatorship thing. But she's saying they're going to be locked up. Well, wh- whoopee, if you're right, I hope you're the first one. Well, I have a question for you. Uh, okay. The, she's saying that, that we're all going to be put, not all, but many of us are going to be put into camps. We're going to be imprisoned. Well, let's see. Uh, the January Sixers, many of them, by the way, didn't even go into the building. Many of them didn't even go into the Capitol, but they're in jail right now. Okay? So, they're using face recognition to see yeah. anybody that was outside. Right. And if they were there, they want to know who they are and they want to bring and them And they just forward. said this week, Bill, they want to go after anybody who was on the grounds. If they yeah, can, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if they can find you, never mind on the steps or something, if they can find you... You know, two hundred yards off uh, in, in the grass somewhere with your your wife, uh, just looking at the Capitol from well, a distance. I got a question for you. Uh-huh. If they invited you, if if you had a party, and you invited people on the grounds, and you opened the doors and let them in your house, are they? Did they break in? No, you were invited. So what the hell are we doing? Well, no, no, that's just it. See, here's the thing. Uh, you have an invited guest, and they break a coffee well, table, whether by accident or deliberately. Right. You invited them in. Do, do you remember this? Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. No! No! Peacefully. Fed, 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 fed. 
tomorrow. All right. I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to saying? go. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Based right. Fed posting? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Okay. Okay. That's that's right. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, by what he just said, mm-hmm. he identified himself as an insurrectionist and and a oh. and a protester. Big right? time. Yeah. And Big there time. he is on mic. Well, uh, I'm happy to report that he got probation. Now, people. Oh no, no, he, he, th- he, But he does have to pay also five hundred dollars in restitution. Oh, that'll break the bank. And do a hundred hours of community service. So. I mean, you know, it's he. But think about well, this. What's this community service? Sitting downtown in the courthouse, reading the paper. Come on, let's be honest. There is here. videotape of Ray Epps. I saw it this morning. There's videotape of him pulling down barriers, uh, mm-hmm. waving people in, uh, encouraging people to break into the building. There is, and he's not just a follower. He is a leader in the movement. And by the way, you should be, you should be uh, informed. You should be aware of the fact that there are people on the other side. Uh, there are Trump supporters who are in prison now for seventeen years, twenty-two years for going into the Capitol building. So uh, there is a two-tier of justice here, whether you want to believe it or not. There's the well, tier the thing- for Trump supporters. And there's the tier for the FBI uh, instigators. Well, let me do a prediction. They can't take these people and publicly execute them or privately execute them uh, where you know about it. Because if they did, then obvious, obviously then you would see, see it for what it really is. But by you know saying they're insurrectionists, well, we got justice again, 22 years. Well, not everybody's going to live through that 22-year cycle. And chances are none of them are. In reality, we're going to forget about them when they're all locked up and you're going to forget about them and it's going to go away uh, because if they get out to see the light of day and they get together and say, you know, back then what happened was a travesty. Well, you know, it's probably going to be too late to change what's going to happen. Whoopi said something that was very interesting. Do you want to vote for what you thought that you sort of had or go with you know, Trump. Well, wait a minute, Whoopi. You just admitted that your system is corrupt. Do you want to go with what you sort of thought you had? You know, you you thought. Do you ever get the impression, Bill? Think about this for a second. I'm just throwing this out there. Yesterday, you heard Michelle Obama say, and I'm paraphrasing, but she did say, "I'm terrified of the elections. Elections have consequences." You know, she was she was scared about a Trump presidency. Okay, that's that's Michelle Obama. But you that's have, also wait, a warning. Well, you have Whoopi that's Go- a warning. Yeah, you have Whoopi Goldberg saying, uh, uh, do you want to have, they're going to put people in camps. He's going to put people in camps. Let's say hypothetically that the other side is doing something. Uh, there's a coordination to their efforts and uh, what they're doing is traitorous, you know, uh, is uh, a violation of our laws. Like some people think they are doing, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, are they not signaling that they're 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 afraid of what's going to happen? Because it's going to it's going to be against them. 
I mean, you're not afraid of something unless you're guilty of something. You know, like um, you're driving down the road, you know, and you're well, doing. That's, that's kind of a generalistic thing. I mean, I, I think there are people in Germany who would say I was afraid of the Nazis. They didn't do anything, you know. I mean, they 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 were there. They were living there, you know. Uh, uh, but, but what is she afraid of? Whoopi is, I think, afraid of if you're throwing out spewing lies. If you spew, and the you're, other held, thing, you're going to be held accountable. Yeah, and the other thing is, we don't know what the heck these people are doing in private. You know, these Jeffrey Epstein books. Uh, now I see Politico coming out saying, "Well, boy, the right is really, uh, really focused on this Jeffrey Epstein uh, uh, story, like it's a big deal." Well, I mean, pedophilia is a big deal, you morons at Politico. I mean, it it is a big deal when you are molesting and abusing children. You know, they want to, in some countries, they want to take away the whole thing, the whole stigma of pedophilia. They want to have, uh, there's a play, in this country, there's an organization. It's Mambla. You know what Mambla is? Man Boy Love uh, Association. Mambla. Man Boy Love Association. They want what to. What does the child have to say? They, you know, the, the ch- children are innocent. And they are forced into things that they do not want. Well, look at those little girls, and I say little girls because friends. In Epstein Island, if you're 13 or 14 years old, you may look like a pretty young woman. You know, women, not just women, young people blossom in in their teens. They look gorgeous. And you put makeup on them, and they just look fantastic. But they're still children. Their bodies sometimes are way ahead of their brains. And and these evil bastards, pardon my French, but there's no other way of saying it. These evil bastards like Epstein and his his, uh, companions, they seize upon these little children and they exploit them. And they, like Bill said, they put them in situations where there's no way out. They force them to do things they never would have done, never mm-hmm. would have done. I still want to know where they are today. Well, they're protected. You know, if I were abused as a child and I became an adult where I could say something, I'd be talking my butt off. Well, I think about- that, that girl, that young lady who uh, was a teenager uh, when Prince, uh, what's his name, Prince uh, Andrew uh, mm. was abusing her, uh, mm-hmm. she, she's the one who, when she came of age, you know, she's been, I think she won a big judgment against uh, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the queen gave her a bunch of money. Uh, Andrew was kind of ostracized to the, uh, country house or something. He was, a, you know, they never really punished them. You know, you can't come down to dinner, Andrew. You'll have to eat in your palatial cottage, you know, uh, but. He, but you will have servants that take Of course, care. yes. I mean, and the thing is, these 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 guys are criminals. I don't care whether they're kings, princes. If you know, they are they're criminals. Uh, you know, I I don't know if you read this or not. Over the weekend, I read it. There's a rumor going around in England right now. Maybe some of our English. I know where you're going with this, listeners. Yeah. Uh, there's a rumor going around that Prince Charles, uh, King Charles is talking about abdicating the throne to his oldest son. 
And mm-hmm. his old, I guess his, 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 his oldest son, William, I think. I think it is William. Maybe I'm wrong. But he's thinking about abdicating the throne. He's only had it for, what, six or seven months? And he's talking like about that. abdicating the throne to his his oldest son. Now, my question is, why? Why? You know, you got to look at what's going on there. You know, you think we're crumbling and falling apart. So are they. Uh, as a matter of fact, their military is in disarray, too. Uh, that didn't happen while the queen was there. So things have, they were deteriorating, but th- they have fallen apart. Quickly. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely correct. And, and, and you know, the English still, military, yeah, the British military for centuries was top shelf. Top shelf. Mm-hmm. You kind of hope that these stories are not accurate because they're indicating that they've been affected by all this wokeism, much like our military has. Right. You know, we, we now you only hope that that we're seeing the 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 top layer, you know, the the surface of uh, all that wokeism. You hope it isn't deep into the system. You know what I'm saying? You well, hope, I think it is. Do you? Yeah. Well, uh, if that's the case, then we're in a lot of trouble. I mean, you see, you, you see a picture of a, an officer coming up to a podium dressed in a skirt. I'm sorry, that's not the army that I was uh, a part of at one time. That's not the army that my dad fought with in World War II. Well, no. that is DEI at its best, its finest moment. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Bill, um, I have another couple of clips from... uh, Sure. This is President Trump's lawyer. Uh, He came out yesterday from the courtroom, and uh, this is just before he introduced President Trump. Listen. Sitting president has decided to prosecute his major opponent who's leading in all the polls in the country. The issues that the court had to deal with today were momentous whether or not a president of the United States could be prosecuted for carrying out his responsibilities, doing his job as president. We can't have a country where every four years there's a cycle of political recrimination, where one administration attacks a prior administration, when in fact that candidate is leading in the polls and will be the next president of the United States. As our legal team, as our appellate team made clear, that would be a disaster for our country. That would be a direct attack on democracy, and that cannot happen. What was very significant today, and I'm sure you all caught it, is the special counsel conceded that if it was President Obama who was being prosecuted for a drone strike, then they'd have to consider immunity. But when it's not, when it's President Trump, then they're taking the position that there's no immunity for presidential acts that were required when a president is carrying out his job responsibilities. If we adopt what the special counsel wants, if we adopt what President Biden wants, then we open the Pandora's box to political prosecution after political prosecution after political prosecution. In fact, Joe Biden could be prosecuted for trying to stop this man from becoming the next president of the United States. I mean, think about this for a second. How do you, how do you um, uh, separate the two? I mean, how do you say, 
well, Obama gets immunity, but Trump doesn't. Because he said in that clip uh, that in the courtroom, uh, I guess the uh, the opposition attorney said, well, if Obama did something, we'd have to give him immunity. But if Trump does the same thing, we have to consider not giving him immunity. You cannot have two standards for the presidency. You can't have a standard for a conservative president and a standard for a liberal president. You just can't do it. It, 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 it's, it completely undermines the, the entire office. You, you have to have one standard. By the way, Bill, I don't think drone strikes. I, I mean, I think much like you do as a, as a citizen, as a civilian looking in, you think, my God, you would think that they would uh, have much more uh, information on who's in that car before they decide to blow it right. up. Right. Yeah, because, and I would. But as as a military leader, and when you're thinking about the fate of the world, let's say that guy who you think is in that car is going to press a button somewhere and a bunch of people are going to die, and you haven't got a choice. You've got to make a, a, a split-second decision, and and you got to hope with your fingers crossed that it's the right one, and, and sometimes it isn't. That's the position the president of the United States uh, is in. He has to have... He has to have immunity. Otherwise, every everybody's going to be suing him. The presidents are going to go into office and say, well, I'm here, but I'm not doing nothing. I ain't doing nothing because I don't want to go to jail. You know, I don't want to go to prison. So, okay, um, if you see the guy, get into the car, and you're sitting next to him, and you can call me on your cell phone and say, this is the guy. I'm in the car with him, but I'm getting out right now. When you see me get out, hit the car. I mean, that... That's about the kind of situation you're expecting him, you know, to decide on, you know, with that kind of certainty. You just don't get think about that all these. Think about all these debates we're having about uh, this one right here. We're not the only nation, free nation that has supposedly free nation that has that conversation. And then you, you start thinking about the uh, the World Economic Forum and all these people that want one world government. Could you imagine if you have one world government? How they would rule and do things, because then, well, you know, no opposition. I got a question for you right now. Uh, where are we going with soldiers and with decision making? We're going towards AI. We're talking about robotics, literally, seriously, folks. I saw a story on this this weekend. Uh, they're talking about building armies of robots. Now that is from. Remember the was it the movie I Robot, uh, where they had armies of mm. robots. Okay, and the, and the robots ended up uh, starting to think for themselves, and uh, you ended up having to fight the robots. Uh, they're talking seriously about developing robotic warriors. You know, now what kind of decisions are they going to make? I mean, you're going to you're going to put in parameters saying, okay, you make sure you kill this person if they're doing this, this, and this. You know. Well, the the the, uh, the AI robot is only going to be as good and as fast as its processor. So it's going to have to sit there and take everything in, do all of its figures, and then boom, no, make no. a split-second decision. You and I, yesterday, yesterday, oh, and, and, and I did it this morning, by the way. I also did it this morning. You and I asked our own AI how many downloads we have of this program. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I got this morning? Uh, I don't know, I 3 got, million? No. I got from our AI, 
We just connected to the internet. I got 6 million downloads worldwide monthly. Monthly. Now, I don't know where it's getting its figures from, but it's, it's quote, AI. And it's making a calculation based upon the question that I asked. And the question was an honest and straightforward, no flowery thing. I asked a very basic question, and I got an answer that was 6 million uh, downloads a month. That's the kind of thing. But, Bill, it was in the snap of a finger. You talk about making decisions. Yeah, it's going by what it knows. But now the one thing that I do know from doing other things, uh, a lot of the numbers you get out there, you have to take a lot of numbers to sit there and, and, and draw a mean average because a lot of it's BS. So how this computer is making decisions, and what it's what it's drawing from, I don't know. Yeah, but this is what this, what I'm saying is. Oh, I know they're going to make they're going to make soldiers that make decisions. You know these drone strikes that we have. There'll be a point sometime in the not too distant future where you're going to put parameters in there, and that drone. And the drones be, fly autonomously, and you yeah. don't know that they're up there, and they will make a decision. Absolutely. So you could be walking along, and a drone comes down out of the sun Bang. sky. And shoots the person next to you, and sure. if its aim is not calibrated, it shoots you. It could. And thinks it got a legitimate kill. Yeah, especially if you're standing really close. Maybe you can't differentiate between you and the other person. Um, no, this is the world we're walking to, and and I and I would venture to say that we do need the human input from the president in the Oval Office to make these decisions, right or wrong. I would think that more times than not, see, we're learning about the mistakes that the president makes. You hear about the people who were accidentally taken out by the president with a bad decision. What you never hear is all of the good decisions that were made, the right decisions that he made when he said no. If the president said, no, don't fire that, nobody talks about that. That, that drone, we have a drone, sir, it's right over that car and we can take it out right now. No. Not enough information, forget it. Put it away, we're not doing it. That's an order. You're not going to hear about that. So, uh, But if you have robotics doing it, it'll make the decision for you. you know. And, you know, some people on the left will say, well, that's the way it should be. No human input. You know, We put the parameters in there, and it's fair for everybody. Um, you know, this is, a, this is the world we're living in. President Trump, you know, he yesterday at the uh, immunity hearing, he came out with his lawyer. You heard the lawyer lawyer a few seconds ago. He uh, he had a few words to say about what happened in the courtroom. Listen. Well, I want to thank you all, and we had a, a very momentous day in terms of what was learned and what they've conceded. They conceded two major points that were uh, they were right in doing it. I don't think they had much of a choice, but they're very, very big, very powerful points. And I think we're doing very well. I think it's very unfair when a opponent, a political opponent, is prosecuted by the DOJ, by Biden's DOJ. Uh, so they're losing in every poll. They're losing in almost every demographic. Uh, numbers came out today that are uh, really very mind-boggling if you happen to be Joe Biden. And I think they feel this is the way they're going to try and win. And that's not the way it goes. That'll be bedlam in the country. It's a very bad thing. It's a very bad precedent. As we said, it's the opening of a Pandora's box. And that's a very, that's a very sad thing that's happened with this 
whole situation. Uh, when they talk about uh, threat to democracy, that's your real threat to democracy. And I feel that as a president, you have to have immunity. Very simple. And if you don't, as an example, if uh, this case were lost on immunity, and I did nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong, I'm working for the country. And I worked on uh, very hard on voter fraud because we have to have free elections. We have to have strong borders. We have to have free elections. Those two things, almost above all. And we found tremendous voter fraud. We have a list of it. We have some findings if you want it. The press doesn't like reporting it, but we found tremendous voter fraud, determinative voter fraud. But we worked on that. That's what I was doing. And uh, they were talking about after. Well, nothing has to do with after I left. It was during the time. And that was what they really focused on today during the appeal. And they concede that, and everybody concedes that. And if it's during the time, you have absolute immunity. So uh, we'll see how it all works out. Uh, we have uh, a great argument. We have an argument with they conceded two major points today. In fact, I think it's probably a concession. You have to ask the lawyers, Todd, if you'd like to talk about it. But they conceded two points that I think were, uh, by normal standards, if it weren't me, that would be the end of this case. But sometimes they look at me differently than they look upon others, and that's very bad for our country. Uh, you had a very big event yesterday, as you saw, in Georgia where the district attorney is totally compromised. The case has to be dropped. Uh, they went after, I guess, 18 or 20 people. They wanted to go after a lot of other people. They wanted to go after senators. She was out of her mind. Now it turns out that that case is totally compromised. In fact, they say she's in far more criminal liability than any of the people she's looking at. So I think that when you look at what happened, where. They pay a lawyer with absolutely no experience, $700,000, who happens to be her lover or her boyfriend. And uh, then they go on trips and vacations together, very expensive vacations together. And the reason they paid him so much, because he was after me. Because this way they can afford to pay him a lot more. It probably passes a certain test. And that's a very sad thing that happened in Georgia. And I would imagine that case is going to be dropped. Um, Every legal analyst that I've spoken to, every legal analyst that I've read have said that case is so compromised now, it has to be dropped. Uh, very good people were very badly hurt by that case. It's a shame. Very good people. People did nothing wrong. Uh, they did nothing different than what Democrats have been doing for years and years and years, whether it's slates or anything else that you're talking about. But they were very hurt, and it turns out that uh, she profited tremendously on that case. It's illegal. What she did is illegal. So we'll let the state handle that. But what a, uh, what a sad situation it is. I want to thank everybody for the fairness. We've been covered very fairly. Most people agree that uh, we're entitled as a president to immunity. If you didn't have immunity, as an example, uh, Joe Biden with the prosecutor, we're not going to give you a billion dollars unless you get rid of the prosecutor that's after that's after the company or his son or whoever it is they're after, but he wanted that prosecuted gun and he's on tape saying it, or you could say the horrible job he's done at the border where our country is being destroyed, or the horrible situation that took place. The lowest moment, I think, in the history of our country was Afghanistan, the way we withdrew. Not that we withdrew, but the way we withdrew. With, with shame, we surrendered. Uh, 
people killed, 13 great soldiers killed, many unbelievably, horrifically hurt, wounded, hurt. And hundreds of people died on both sides. Hundreds of people died. He could be prosecuted for that. So you can't have a president uh, without immunity. You have to have, as a president, you have to be able to do your job. But if this didn't work out, if I wasn't given immunity, then other presidents, when we talked about today, uh, President Obama with the drone strikes, which were very bad, uh, they were mistakes, terrible mistakes. And you can't put a, uh, you really can't put a president in that position. So I think most people understand it and we feel very confident that eventually, uh, hopefully at this level, but eventually we win. A president has to have immunity. And the other thing is I did nothing wrong. We did nothing wrong. Uh, the investigation of the election, which was a rigged election, everybody knows it. And just if you just look at, they didn't use state legislatures. And they didn't, uh, they went to the FBI and you look at FBI and Twitter, the Twitter files with the FBI, all of the horrible things, uh, FISA, the FISA court, the signed documents, uh, the lying to Congress, and the stuffing of the ballot bo boxes all on tape. Stuffing of ballot boxes all on tape government day and most of the information as you know will give you some of the findings that just came out but all of that information as you know was gotten from mostly government sources government tapes government files and government stats so it's uh, very sad when something like that happens you know you wouldn't have inflation but much more importantly you wouldn't have had the ukraine situation with Russia, you wouldn't have had the attack on Israel. You'd have a much different economy right now. You'd have a great economy, and we would be respected all over the world the way we were just three years ago. So I want to thank everybody very much, and we uh, we think we had a very good day today. And the concession of these two major points was pretty amazing, and uh, honestly, I'm very glad they did it. I think they did the right thing. Thank you very much. You know. This shouldn't be happening. We should not be having this discussion in a courtroom. This decision was never, should never be made by three people in robes, in my opinion. No, it shouldn't. But we're having the uh, discussion. And regardless of how they rule, it's going to change things forever. Yeah, well, um, you're right. You know, if anything, even if they rule in favor of the president, uh, the mere fact that the decision was made by an appellate court, a federal appellate court, uh, is something by itself. I mean, this right. is the type of thing that should be decided in Congress. You know, it should be decided in the uh, highest uh, branches of government, not in a courtroom in Washington. But, uh, hey, by the way, you know, I... Uh, President Trump, besides having this on his mind and his mm -hmm. campaign on his mind, uh, Melania Trump announced yesterday that her mother, her yeah. mother died. Yeah. Uh, yeah Amalia, Amalia, Amalia Naves is her name. She was 78 years old. A beautiful woman, beautiful lady. Mm -hmm. You can see where you can see where uh, uh, Melania got her good looks because uh, uh, Amalia must have been. Uh, a, a gorgeous woman in her youth. She was gorgeous mm. in her uh, old age, you know. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention this, but, you know, the one thing that you haven't heard, What's not one peep out of the mainstream news. 
Now, you know, oh, Joe you mean Biden as, could, You mean as far as like a condolences and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Boy, uh, isn't that the truth? You know, now Biden could have a stray cat that has kittens, and that's, that's front page news. Yeah. But. Yeah, Melania's mo- yeah, I mean, mother. His dog, his away. dog bites. Uh, you know, three or four Secret Service agents, and everybody's talking. And the yeah. uh, first lady, the former first lady's mother, passes away. Nothing. You know, if your dog bites a neighbor, the cops come over. You're going to get fined. The dog's going to get taken away and put down. Not Biden's dog, but you know, hey, biting Biden. Yeah. I don't know. The, 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 it's, you know. We live in an upside down world. This is the thing that concerns me about the whole election process uh we have two standards and and they're not being even um they're not trying to keep them a secret now they're no. being almost open about the fact that the rules are different depending upon which side of the aisle you are on we talked about ray epps right he obviously mm-hmm. if he's if he's a federal operative well, the rules are different because he was a federal operative. No, he may not have been a, an FBI agent, but if he was an FBI operative, if he, if he was working for the FBI in their behalf, well, that's that's good enough for me. Um, you know, and President Trump, God bless him. Thank God he has the strength he has to endure this stuff. Could you imagine... Joe Biden having to deal with all this stuff if it were the reverse, and it may be someday, he'd never make it. He hasn't got the stamina. Um, so, um, change of subject here, Fannie Willis. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, visited uh, the Biden White House just days after, uh, you know, the grand jury uh, recommendation, uh, you know, for the Trump Rico case. Is that collusion? Is that corruption? Oh. <laughs> Big time. She had the affair. You yeah, know, well, that you came know how much she yesterday? paid that guy, Bill? Did you read how much she paid that guy that she was having the affair with? The guy that she hired to help prosecute Trump. Mm-hmm. Seven hundred thousand dollars. Where'd that money come from? Her, her, uh, I guess her kitty somewhere. Her uh, whatever it costs to uh, run the operation. Well, we know what she does with her kitty, so let's not even talk about that. But. <laughs> You know, there's corruption, there's collusion. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I know where you were going. Um, no, I left it right there. No, you know, I, you're the one that... Yes. Um, you know, it's interesting. She's a, she is a, a person who has been standing up and talking w- with uh, so much indignant. She's indignant about how President Trump this and President Trump that. In the meantime... She hires a guy, has an affair with this guy, the guy to prosecute Trump. They go on vacations, I think, to either the Virgin Islands or Jamaica or someplace, and they're spending the money right and left, the money that she's paying him. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, holy smokes, don't these people, aren't they smart enough to realize how stupid it is to be doing what they're doing, especially now? I mean, if you're going to be handling the biggest case in in the history of one of the biggest cases in the history of uh, the U.S., uh, you would think that you'd be saying to everybody in the staff, "You be on your your guard. You know, watch your p's and q's. You're going to be under a lot of scrutiny, and we don't want to make any mistakes." But she didn't. Yeah, well, you know what? But how much you want to bet she gets a slide? This goes away in the news as quick as possible. Uh, Actually, the, the mainstream still, news, the news is not just, talking about the news will justify it. 
Well, she needed a rest, you know. She's yeah. uh, stressed out she from all needed, this work. Yeah, she needed that stress relief. Yeah, and, she uh, did. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, situations yeah. like that, you get it where you find it, you know? You see where, uh, you see where Congressman Matt Rosendale uh, took a significant step. We didn't talk about this yet. Uh, he and he, I guess, presented articles of impeachment against U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Now, the media yesterday came out and said, "Okay, we didn't tell you. Uh, it was kind of a personal thing, but Secretary Austin has prostate cancer, and he went in for a procedure." Well, that's acting like they knew, but then apparently Austin didn't tell anybody. No, he didn't. And, and, and yeah, but it it shows something to the foreign nations that don't like us about the uh, vulnerability and weakness of our democracy. That's the Democrat word that everyone. And also likes says to use. that this guy Austin doesn't think a heck of a lot of uh, Biden because he didn't take the time to inform his president that he'd be stepping away for a week or so. Yeah, you know, he could, you know, the, and the person on vacation, I would, if I were the president and I got that news, I'd sit there and say, I'll send Air Force One down, but I will get your ass back here immediately. Absolutely. And she didn't, she didn't. She stayed, I think, uh, on vacation. She was yeah. going to cover it so from uh, our guard Puerto was Rico. down, our pants were down during this time. Uh, People I may mean, say, well, you know, what's the big deal? Well, I think we had a. We had a military attack. Was it in Syria? I believe when he was in the hospital. But he did. Mm-hmm. We did have some issues, and of course, we have the problem that you've talked about uh, in the uh, uh, the Straits, where, where they're being uh, attacked by the Houthi rebels. Oh, and yeah. Is in the Red Sea. Um, Red Sea, and they're going after the merchant ships, and we, and so we're tying up warships there to protect, and they go after them too. You know, and by the way, just so you know, you know, okay, so some merchant ships get attacked. You know, we're already feeling the pinch at the pump. We're already feeling the pinch in the grocery store. And now your your Nikes and your Reebok shoes, the price of those are going up because they're sitting in those ships. Some of them have been called back to port uh, because it's not safe for them to set sail. So you need a new pair of jeans. You want those sneakers? Well, what are they now, $90, $100? Yeah, double it. You know, and Supply uh, demand, baby. they've already, you know, we've knocked a lot of their missiles out of the sky that were aimed at uh, U.S. warships. Well, that's a big deal, folks. You knock out one of those warships, that's, you know, billions of dollars worth of uh, money besides the human life that's involved. I mean, uh, this is serious stuff. And if Austin is going to go to the hospital, at least tell you your second in command the balls in your court while I'm away mm-hmm. he didn't do that uh, food prices going up I mean and what's on the shelves stinks I, we are in desperate times and it's only going to get worse I'm afraid uh, you'll notice how uh, when Biden did his second speech this mm-hmm. past weekend uh, he attacked not just Trump for being a dictator but everybody who supports Trump, the MAGA people, as being evil, almost like we were goose-stepping along with President Trump, you know? I mean, that's how he's presenting. That's his approach. He can't talk about his accomplishments because he's killing the country, literally. Yeah. I mean, look at the border. I, I saw a figure, Bill. We're going to have, was it 15 million people 
uh, bigger than some states, bigger than some states uh, are going to be in this country illegally. Hey, we already got a national debt that is uh, knocking on $37 trillion and rising, I predict, by the end of his term. For some reason, it's probably going to be a lot higher than that. Hell, he might have it at, uh, or I say second term, first term. Uh, I think it's going to be up to 40. Bill, they were already talking about uh, him uh, pulling away from the uh, campaign because of health issues. Do you think that's going to happen? Well, who are they going to put in? Okay, let, let, let's look at who they got. Kamala? Uh, that won't work. No, Gavin Newsom? Uh, no. No, that won't work. Hillary? Uh, Michelle? You know, they'd have to dust her off a bit, you know, and wind her up. But Hillary might be an option because she's got name recognition. But she's Michelle? got a lot of baggage right now. And if this Epstein thing blows up on her, she, you know, she's already been listed on the manifest as having gone there and been on the plane. Have you ever seen the, uh, and they say it's fake, but apparently it was there, it was a photograph taken, uh, that uh, the uh, the picture that hung in somebody's office wall Oh of yeah, Bill Clinton wearing in a, a dress, blue dress. With his, in a blue dress, his legs crossed. You know, you know where it is? It's on, you walk into Epstein's mansion in New York, in the entryway, it is, as you walk in, supposedly, it's right there. Right there. A place of Early honor in the uh, Jeffrey Epstein mansion, president, and, so and I. It, it sure looks like it's a real picture. Now I know it could be uh, just a, a, you know, it can be done with a computer, but. Uh, oh, I I got a buddy that paints, and uh, you know he he can get things spot on, and you'd go, well, that's a nice photograph. No, it's painting, but but the point is, is that it's there, and it was done before. AI was ever right. even a you, thought in anybody's head. You also and, and asked. Biden knew about it. Is you know, does, I does, mean, not to, uh, Clinton knew about it. Does it appear to you that Michelle Obama is trying to position herself to be somebody who might be available to uh, step yep. in? Sure do. But the thing is, don't you wonder about her baggage? I mean, we don't know a heck of a lot about her. There's a lot of rumors going out there. I don't have to tell Where you about. Where was she born? Where was she born? I think she probably probably would say Chicago, but you know there's a lot of stories out there, including pictures. Speaking of AI, that would indicate that she hasn't been totally honest about, uh, for example, her gender. Um, and I'm not talking about oh, I'm not talking in recent times. I'm talking about uh, when her and Barack were young. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, and there are pictures that look like a young. Michael Robinson, as opposed to yeah. Michelle Robinson. So they could be computer generated and a lot of hooey. But then again, you know, now in this in this uh, woke age, you're not allowed to ask somebody, you know, because you don't have to identify your sexual orientation and pretty much your age or anything or your or your whereabouts, where you're from. Are we going there because that's one way to blur the lines of getting anybody well, in his Political office. That's interesting. Essentially, are you saying are we trying to soften and make it uh, more normal so that if we have somebody who's running who happens to come out and say, "Well, I, I actually am one," you know, uh, it's more normal and more accepted. Is that? I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm saying that. I'm saying that your national origin, you know, is nobody's business but your own. 
Oh, we could go on and on, Bill. It's been a, a busy program, a lot, lot to talk about. Uh, it seems like we just started the show and it's over. Uh, if you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. If you're one of the 6 million people every month who listen to the program, I think that's amazing. But if you are, uh, would you send us some money? <laughs> send us a dollar. Just a dollar. Yeah, just, just a dollar. 50 yeah. cents. If you don't have it, go to your your. Uh, your Take da- your, your quarter dad. and just put yeah. it on a go you to your know, dad and your mom. paper, tape it, and fold it, it up and mail it. If you're one of our younger listeners, go to your dad or your mom's wallet or purse. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That actually that actually was a bit. There was Soupy a guy. Sales, yeah. yeah, there was a guy in New York, Soupy Sales, who did that bit. He used to do a TV show, and he thought it was a funny bit. He wasn't, you know, it was, and, it was funny. And they had, was. And a lot of kids went to the the wallets of their parents and sent some money into them. Ay, ay, ay. Um, but anyway. Hey, got uh, him notoriety. I mean, everybody knew who Soupy was after that. Hey, and if you are somebody who has a business and you want to promote it, maybe you should give us a call, too. We may have some something for you. Also, Bill, uh, we should point out that we're still looking for our listeners to send an email to us. It doesn't have to be a long, wordy uh, letter. It can be just, uh, hey, we're listen- listening in Des Moines or whatever, you know, uh, yeah. or, or wherever you are. Uh, send it to what? What's the email address we want them to send it to, Bill? Jim and Bill at mail.com. Jim and Bill at mail.com. Jim and Bill at mail.com. There what was that again? Times. Jim and Bill at mail.com. Thank you. Thank you very much. Because I thought you said Jim and Bill at mail.com. No, 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 no. You no? got that wrong. No, it's Jim and Bill at mail.com. Jim and Bill no. at mail.com. Make no mistake. It's what? Jim and Bill at, at mail.com. Okay. I got, I got it. Jim and Bill at mail.com. Folks, can you help me out? This guy doesn't know what the email address is. Good. What is so it? Could you send him an email, Jim and Bill at mail.com, and tell him what it is? Thank you. And, folks, would you tell this guy to end the show? Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>